There is more going on than you know. There are unseen universal forces at work. The law of attraction is just one universal law that plays a part in shaping your reality. But there's so much more to know. If you knew how to engage all the universal forces, you could deliberately create the life of your dreams. Joshua, a group of non-physical teachers, explains the laws of the universe and how the mechanisms of physical reality actually work. They are channeled by Gary Temple Bodley, and each week, Gary and a group of students discuss how they are affecting and enhancing their lives every single day. This is the expansion of the Law of Attraction. This is the teachings of Joshua Roundtable. We're thrilled you're here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley, and today with me is a special guest, a good friend, Arnaud Pelle. Arnaud, you have been sick for a little while, and you, uh, we've been talking via Zoom here and there. You've been on some of the calls. You've been in the boot camp. And of this big Joshua community, so far, you're the one who has gone through it. And uh, today is April 4th, 2020, so welcome to the show. Hi, Gary. Uh, thank you for having me. Yes, uh, I think I've been through it. Um, it's not been a fun ride, but um, it's been good to have the, the amazing support and good vibes from all the, the Joshua community uh, and, uh, and all friends and people around, really. Um, yeah. So it's good to not feel alone in those times when you feel a bit more vulnerable than others. Right. Okay, so let's start. You're in Leeds, which is in northern England? England, that's right. Yeah, uh-huh. in Yorkshire. Yep. And you were working right up until when? Uh, right up until about three weeks ago. Um, I I started to... I I The first symptoms appeared just about three weeks ago. It's day 20 today since the first symptoms. So it was a a Monday. So it was after the weekend. Um, I'd been actually staying at home for the past four days. So it worked out quite well. So I'd been self-isolating for a few days already when I started to fall ill. Was your Uh, business shut down? Did they close? uh, It has since shut down mostly, yes. A lot of people because uh, I work in the construction business. Um, so working on the construction sites, which were not safe to, to manage anymore because of the social distancing measures that were taken in England. Uh, so most of the sites have shut down now. So there's still a few people working from home. Were you working in an office or were you working on site? No, I, I, I was working in an office up until then. And, uh, but I have the opportunity and the possibility to work from home as and when because uh, I I do communications mainly, so I can do that pretty much from anywhere. So I had um, opted, like a lot of people, to work from home in the, the few days that led up to, to being ill, and uh, that's what a lot of people are still doing now. So yeah, it's mainly sure. people who work on site who... Can't yeah. work at the moment. So, um, in England, 
it, what, what were some of the things that the government adopted along the way? Was it, were they pretty quick in shutting things down or was it slow? No, I think it's been fairly slow. Um, and that's actually something that's been held against the government. Uh, the kind of slow reaction time. Um, there was a lot of fears, I think, uh, from it took about two, three weeks before uh, the government decided to to close down schools, for instance. Um, uh, the the UK government was a, a couple of weeks behind most of the other countries in, in Europe, like France or uh, Italy, obviously, which um, had quite a, a dramatic scenario unfolding already. But um, the situation was a little bit more fluid in the UK. And it's only in the past week that they started to take more drastic measures to keep people indoors isolating and uh, but it's not quite as um, uh, stringent at says in France where you need to print um, you need to print uh, an authorization to go out or um, here the I think there are controls in place but it's not quite as stringent yeah and how about testing is it easy to get testing have you been tested uh, no, I think tested initially was uh, only for people. You needed to meet a few criteria for testing. So you needed either you had been in contact with a known case, a confirmed case, uh, or someone that you knew had the virus, um, or come back from a, a, a risk, a high risk area. Yeah. And now, because the 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 numbers are too high to test. It's only people who are admitted in uh, intensive care units or in hospitals that are tested. Yeah. So I've not been tested myself. So I, I'm only speculating that's, that's what I've been having because of the symptoms and the, the timing as well, because I've not been ill for about 10 years. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and so what was the, do you, do you know where you got it? Do you know anyone else who, who uh, has it? I have absolutely no idea, but I suspect, um, you know, that it's been, it probably has been, uh, was probably propagating through the community already. So either in London, because I've, I've traveled down to London quite a lot, um, or well, on, on probably on public transport, I, I take the bus here and it's very easy to, up that sort of thing or maybe I was just a you know a vibrational match to it I was going to to catch it anywhere so well that's um, that's you know it, it, <laughs> like everything else this is for all of us in whatever yes. form it is yeah. and so you yeah. get to be you know I was thinking about this yesterday <clears throat> um, you know if we had all been able to get a test now and mm. then you find out that you've already had it how exciting would that be to be on the other side of it? You know, all the fear and worry about getting it is gone. And so I was looking at you and saying how lucky you are because you were one of the first people who have gone through it and now you're immune and now you can get back on with your life. The rest of us are sitting in this lockdown. We know that 80% or 70% of the world's population is going to get it at some point and 30% will get it through vaccines. You know, so one way or the other, we're going to get it. 
And most people, you know, <clears throat> the symptoms are mild. Your case seems to be whether whether it was, you know, more significant, yet you were at the point where you had to go to the hospital. And how old are you? I'm 49. And I think, um, I mean, by, by uh, any measure, my symptoms were definitely mild and, and moderate compared to uh, compared to anyone who needs to be admitted in a hospital, for instance, I've yeah. I've never had a cough, for instance. So mm. uh, my my symptoms really stayed within the upper uh, respiratory tract. Yeah, um, I did experience some uh, tight chest and um, some various things, but I never I never experienced breathing difficulties, for instance. So I was uh, I did have those anxiety attacks because I didn't know how things were going to evolve. But I, on a day-to-day basis, my my focus really was on keeping, uh, uh, just focusing on all the positive uh, that I could find and, and keeping a relaxed and positive frame of mind all the time, really trusting my body to do its job, uh, my cells to find their, their balance and uh, do the best they could do. So... Uh, just trying to put in practice. What yeah. So what you, sort of knew, so. yeah, you weren't resisting it. You were letting it do yeah, whatever was, it was to do. I was trying not to, but I also, I also had some, some fears. Uh, I, 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 I embraced the fears and I try, I didn't try to brush them under the carpet because they were too big to ignore. But, um, yeah, there were definitely some, some fearful moments, but, uh, I try to ride with them, and uh, the the feeling at the the other end once I felt some relief was was incredible. It it was really uh, you really feel the the contrast. Uh, so these are the moments when you feel that that contrast and that powerful sense of relief and and joy almost, even if you're not quite well yet. It was quite. Um, yeah, I I felt that very strongly, but um, yeah, I did try to to keep that that focus um, at times when and build momentum as well because in some of the moments when you you're the most fear, fearful, which is usually when you feel the most ill. So um, when it's not easy to feel the ease. Um, what I was trying to tell myself was that I need to, I, I was imagining a sort of train, you know, going at a certain spin, you can't really stop it to, to make it go in the other direction and just trying to build momentum for feeling good and positivity and, and trusting that it would come in, in a few hours. And it, it usually did. So yeah, yeah I was quite, and so quite good. if you look back at it, what was your biggest fear? Um, well, the, just the vulnerability. The, the biggest fear was that things would, um, would the 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 symptoms would worsen, and I would have to go to hospital. The the fact that I was by myself, you know, far from my family. Um, it was also the the death aspect because the the there was um, this incredible. Um, it's obviously a, a, a potentiality that comes to your mind. 
Um, although I think to me that the biggest fear was just the the idea that things could worsen, that I could be without contact to family and friends, the sense of of isolation and, and being very vulnerable. So that was the main fear I was facing. So. And how did you get over the fear of being uh, vulnerable and isolated and away from family and friends? Well, I did try to to rationalize it. And um, again, really trying, I did the uh, health and vitality meditation about two or three times a day, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um, every time I was feeling a bit anxious, I would put the meditation. I could only do it lying down, Do normally do my meditation sitting up. And uh, but I had to lie down because I was feeling weak. But just listening to it felt I could feel the the soothing of the meditation so the vibration raising so i just kept that mental image that you know the the phrase in the meditation you, you can't control your body but your thoughts influence the cells in your body so i was always returning to that yeah. aspect thinking i need to the only thing i can control right now is the my my thoughts and just trying to reach for the most rational and um, to dismiss all these fears as irrational and look at the rational aspect. I can breathe properly right now. Everything I've got, everything I need right now. And my cells are working towards, you know, gaining their balance and the, the well-being is, you know, at the, the, the natural state of my body and it, will return to net, to well-being. So that's pretty much, the that was the sort of um, motto that was keeping at the back of my mind and trying to trust that that wouldn't fall that way. Yeah. And, uh, but what about when you thought of yourself as being alone? Did you yeah. do anything there? Yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was, um, I, try to uh i was speaking to my millions uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> as much as i could <laughs> um i i i knew that i was virtually not virtually alone because i had uh, i think it it was mainly that the the yeah the the, the close contact the sort of uh, physical contact that I was craving. So yeah. I was just again trying to look at the rational aspect of that as seeing it as a, um, an illusion and, and uh, uh, really knowing that I was connected to, to people anyway in, in one shape or another. Yeah. And trying to overcome that illusion that, that physical distance was a real thing. Um, and, when was uh, the when was the last time you left your apartment? Uh, actually, went out on. Um, I did a, a a bit of shopping on Thursday, so two days ago. Yeah, and up until that point, were pe- people bringing you stuff? Yeah, I had a I have a lovely neighbor who um, uh, did some shopping for me, uh, and another. Um, friend who lives nearby who uh, did some shopping and, and left um, left some fresh fruit and veg and essentials on my doorstep. Um, 
I also found in the process because all the all the supermarkets are completely saturated and you can't do any online shopping at all. Yeah, and I found a, a local uh, farm producer uh, that delivered uh, a full crate of uh, fresh fruit and vegetable uh, to me on on Wednesday. So that was great, and that was actually a real find. I I thought that's it was pretty cheap as well. I thought that's something I can continue doing, you know, having some really good, good quality, fresh produce for, yeah. for myself. So yeah, it was, um, yeah, it's definitely some, uh, it's actually, it's actually quite heartening and uh, heartwarming seeing those situations and the, all the love that goes in the community and that he really brings these, these feelings of support and, and, um, and uh, the best out of people, you know. So uh, I kind of chose to focus on that rather than yeah. the, the fearful hoarding and and uh, panic buying, etc. So um, yeah. yeah, there's been a, there's a few nice nice people around here, definitely. Yeah, it's amazing to see all the videos too of the people singing outside their balconies in Italy and the people in New York City cheering the nurse as she walks to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that here as well. Um, uh, Thursday night is um, is uh, people clapping. And I was surprised, actually, because I live in a very residential area, um, so there's not much happening. But everybody was out on the street clapping uh, at 8 o'clock on a Thursday evening and cheering, so making some noise so it's it was you could really feel the the love uh energy uh quite intensely in the in the area and throughout the country really so uh i'm sure that must have some impact on the you know on people's um well-being and, and um how things evolve definitely yeah uh, you're not quite recovered yet but from your perspective now as you're on the other side of this, how has this been for you? Uh, well, I think it came just at the, the the perfect timing for me. I mean, I was pondering uh, on this. It's um, uh, it's not been pleasant, but I've never been in a life-threatening situation. Um, I've really used that time as... Uh, really following my my desires and my inspiration to do whether it's things like eating or reading or um, I was getting I, I realized I was getting at the stage in my work where I was feeling a bit um, overwhelmed and a sense that every week was getting worse than the the previous one and in a kind of unsustainable manner. So in a way, I wasn't I wasn't surprised that this hit when it hit. Uh, it was a sort of logical next step to to reset, like a reset button. Uh, so I've completely. I'm, I'm very lucky. I've got very. Um, I've got a great boss and colleagues. Um, so everybody was super, you know, positive and supportive and encouraging. So I've completely let go of that. Let go of any work pressure just uh i couldn't focus on anything anyway so i've just completely let that go and 
focus on me. Um, and it's been good to just, I was able to, to read and to do a bit of, of, you know, Netflix watching, not too much because it would just make me a bit square eyed, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, just spending some time lying down and, and reading some, a good book was really quite, um, worth quite a few meditations as well. Definitely. And, it's, and doesn't it put that pressure of work in perspective now that there was oh, yeah, really definitely. no pressure. It was all self-imposed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And so what Joshua said about this event for all of us, whether we actually get sick or not, we all have this time off. And mm. as we're looking at this event that's worldwide and the complete shakeup in our system, that the things we thought were important before now aren't even a bother anymore. You know, it's like, why was I stressing over that thing? Who cares? It was so nothing, you know. But because of our lifestyle and what we thought was important and the beliefs we held back then, we're like, oh, I have to get to work on time. I have to get this project done. I have to make sure that I'm productive so that they think that I'm worth whatever they're paying me to do what I'm doing. And it's like, if you could live in just joy and ease back then, not taking it so seriously, right? And it's like, it's almost as if everybody who's, you know, anywhere in the Western world right now is on this break that you've taken from this work. But I find that so many people are still trying to be productive at home, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you're still in that rat race. You're still in that hamster wheel why don't you just take this break right now and meditate and, you know, let inspiration flow and focus on what's interesting to you and your passions and do something creative and let all that stuff go. You don't have to be productive. This culture is built on everyone needing to be productive from the time they're in first grade. You know, <laughs> you've, they're training you to do homework and they're training you to get grades and training you to be productive. And so you get out of the world and you, you know, you're 20 years old and you have these great ideas and then you get stuck in some rut doing something that you don't want to do. Well, now is our time to completely reset all of this and to drop away everything that was non-essential and to focus what's on essential. So from your perspective right now, having gone through it, what's the, your number one priority now? Uh, myself i would say i just i just love the 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 feeling of of being more in tune with my uh inspiration uh it's definitely something that i was aware of before but um probably feeling like i i i was still struggling to heed the inspiration and acting on it yeah um so that's definitely something um, I've reset the, the button on abundance as well. I mean, I, I feel um, I've, because of this, I've got um, a pay cut of uh, 20%. So I'm only getting 80% of my salary at the moment. But to me, that is like, I feel more abundant than, than ever because, yeah. well, yeah, I'm not really spending any money, but I've got... <laughs> I've got, um, I've still got my health and my vitality and I've, I've been, I used to call my parents and have a chat with my parents once, uh, once a week. Uh, 
And since I've fallen ill, we've we've had these uh, because they're on lockdown as well and in confinement. Um, I'm chatting to them, FaceTiming with them every every night, and it's been really nice to reconnect as well um, in in that way and, and be um, trying in my personal ways in my inspiration to raise their vibration as well. Yeah. My mum in particular is facing the fears and I can't tell her, you know, the things in the way that I would maybe understand from an energy point of view, but just, I can only say things to her that we soothe her anxieties and, and make her feel better. And I think that connection is really helping in doing this. Um, so for me, really, the priority is on 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 being a bit more um, letting things flow and 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 listening to my body and listening to what I want to do and prioritizing, you know, the, the the levels of what is important, what is truly important, what I truly want, and what. I think other people want what I think I want. So yeah, yeah. so I'm trusting the process. Joshua is creating this integration protocol, and it's all about how those of us who are programmed in the Western society, where basically our priority is to prove our worthiness, and so we do that primarily by making money or having a job or proving that we're worthy in some kind of profession. And then we try to prove our worthiness in relationships. You know, I need you to love me. I need you to show me that that I'm worthy by how you act towards me. And then we discount, uh, you know, our body because everything is, you know, I'm going to work 60 hours a week, 80 hours a week in mm. order to prove my worthiness. And I'm not going to exercise or eat right or do those things too. So it's this complete, uh, turning of those priorities into the body relationships and passions and interests, all three legs of a very strong stool that we built ourselves in the key, knowing that we're worthy and we can have do and be anything we want and that we don't have to prove anything to anyone else. We can be authentic in what we enjoy and what, what drives us instead of trying to get other people to like, love, and respect us and worrying so much about their opinions. You know, it doesn't matter. All those people who have wealth, they're in the same boat now. You know, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter what car you drive. doesn't matter what job you have. doesn't matter. What matters is your health, your relationships, and your passions and interests. And hopefully we won't go back to the old way after this. This is part of an ascension process that's, really been happening over the last hundred years where we've come to where we are right now, having this worldwide event showing that that old approach to life could not be sustainable and was not effective and was not bringing anyone joy at all. And the new approach to life is you are worthy as you are. You're how you choose to, uh, Travel along a path of self-discovery to discover who you truly are is the only effective way. And the only way you can do that is by giving up all control. And so when you are left in a situation without control in, in this where you're locked down, where you don't have work, where you aren't making any money, well, then you, there's nothing you can do. You, don't have, you can't care about your bills. You can't care about your work. 
You can't care about anything that doesn't make any difference. You can only care about where your mind is and what you're thinking about. And you don't have to play that game of trying to prove your worthiness anymore. So you now have this opportunity to center yourself, to identify what's important to you, and to realize that your passions and interests and acting on that inspiration is going to lead you on this path of self-discovery, and you're going to have talents and attributes that emerge from this that will support what you intended prior to your birth. And that's going to be based in love, love and acceptance of yourself, of everyone else, and the conditions. When we get to this point of love and acceptance, where I accept you as you are, you don't have to be productive at work. You don't have to have any you know, status. You don't have to be any different than you are. I am working on myself, and you can do whatever you need to do to work on yourself. We're going to, to live in harmony for once you know, and support each other. And this is this transition from fear and control and individuality to love and acceptance and oneness. And this event is helping a huge swath of the population move their priorities to that love and acceptance philosophy. And we're going to see a lot more people finding this podcast, finding Joshua's teachings, getting interested now in spirituality for the first time in meditating, you know, and it's like you're seeing all these people once they start just for a little bit, giving up resistance and, and trying to identify who they really are there. These, these psychic abilities are popping up. People are starting to channel more. You're beginning to channel. Um, people are starting podcasts and writing books and doing what they've always wanted to do. Now that they realize that they were, you know, sleepwalking in that old dogma of what the American dream was or what Western society deemed as valuable. So it's very interesting that we have this time together to think more about what's really important. But so many people are living in fear of this coronavirus that they are resisting it. You know, they're resisting it and they're living in fear. So the people who are in fear are going to be in way more fear. And the people who are living in acceptance and ease and love are going to be able to move through it with grace, just like you've done here, and then be an example of others that this is something I went through. This is, it was this from your perspective now as bad as you thought it was, or was it, you know, just 20 days of, 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 you know, an illness that wasn't fun, but it brought you something, what would you say? I mean, to me, it was just a catalyst of, of um, and I think everybody will probably have a different experience of it. And to me, it was a, a catalyst of, of pinpointing all these things that we take for granted and just shattering those those. Um, those those conceptions of how we live and just really making things um relative really um yeah. you're getting some clarity uh, getting some clarity on what's important to you and and what your triggers are as well and uh yeah. i think um i think what i don't know for 
I don't want, I can understand the fears that people are having. And I think um, to me, not acknowledging the fears would be a resistant, almost a resistant thing to do because you sure. need to embrace those fears mm-hmm. uh, because they are real. And the, the, the real work is to, is to um, face those fears and try to overcome them yeah, as process, best you can. Yeah. Process the limiting beliefs. Yeah. yeah, and um, so, so yeah, it's yeah. Here's the big question I have for you. So, yeah. having gone through this 20 days and still, you know, the end of it, would you rather not have gone through it? Would you still rather be living like you did 20 days ago, in lockdown, worried about it coming, that sort of thing, or are you happy to be on the other side of it? Is that a trick question? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I no, I think everything unfolded perfectly uh, uh, with uh, with all the unpleasantness that it had. Um, there was some value definitely in every moment, and um, there's definitely some relief now that um, I can probably it's probably easier for me to have that conversation with you now than it would have been two weeks ago, for instance, when there was still some, the fears were still a bit big and there was that uncertainty still around it of how things would go. But, um, oh yeah, no, I I think it all unfolded pretty much. And so what's your life going to be like going forward? Are you going to go back to work? Are you going to, are you going to be able to help other people? What do you feel like doing? What are you well, inspired to do? I'm going to try. I'm going to go back to work, but it's going to be as soon as I'm um, able. It's going to be uh, very different circumstances because um, uh, I think a lot of the the workforce has been furloughed, uh, and so I'm just one of the the few people that have been retained to actually do work in those really odd circumstances. So my, my approach is that there will be some probably exciting stuff to do uh, in that sense, really in, in how to make things easier for people, really. Yeah. That's my approach. My, I see my role now as being a, um, creating ease in a a world of disease, really. Yes. Uh, and if I can play that role in whatever modest shape I I can, then I'd be, you know, be happy. So I'm not sure how it's going to to shape up, what what form it's going to take, but I'll probably try to keep that at the back of my mind. You know, not not try to do things to. Uh, to meet expectations, but to really see what the inspiration is in that, in in the actions that I take, and uh, try to follow that course of action as best I can, and yeah. uh, try to be a bit of light in the, the that kind of somber time, perhaps that some people are experiencing. Yeah. Uh, so um, what I think is interesting too is that the boot camp was started 
uh, last January. You were the fourth person to enroll in it. Um, there's been 127 yeah. something people so far. And, and you graduated about a year ago from the, yeah. from your first boot yeah. camp. And so how do you think that, you know, this timing of all this, having that boot camp and having been able to go through it a few times has, has assisted you in what you are now the first one of the Joshua community to go through this. Does it, are you like, it's just amazing that timing happened like this. Like it was always preparing us for this thing that we couldn't see coming. Yeah. What are the odds? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, to me, this definitely has helped me in, in processing how I just helped me feel better really on a day to day basis. And, help me manage my anxiety levels and perhaps to a certain extent the unfolding of it. Um, I, I don't know what, you know, whether things would have been different if I'd pursued a, a consistently uh, anxious approach to it. You know, it might not have been so um, light. Um, so... I think, yeah, the benefits, I can definitely feel the benefits in how I feel and how I, the, especially those days that feel perhaps a bit denser in terms of, you know, the reality that you're experiencing is 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 denser because um, every every minute of every day has a sort of, significance attached to it and it forces you to to really uh pay attention to what you're thinking and what your mind is doing to yourself and really try to rein it in you know you like i felt like uh um i think i said uh fabienne who's uh, been in boot camp as well has been in in touch with me and um uh, and uh, we were exchanging a few messages at some point. I said to her at some point, uh, felt like, you know, the fear was like a, uh, a horse galloping. You know, I was trying to rein in and uh, trying to control just through pure and um, pure focus. And it, it's been an interesting exercise really and yeah. you feel there's a certain sense of instability as well at the end of it because you feel if i've been able to do it through this then i can i can continue to do it in my day-to-day -day life and really everything is just a piece of cake from now on so there's that sense as well definitely yes exactly mm. well that's great well i'm so glad that you're feeling so much better and thank you for being here today um for those of you listening to this, we have a free course. It's called um, How to Radically uh, Raise Your Vibration Seven Days Through Processing Limiting Beliefs. It's actually a little snippet of the boot camp, and it allows you to go through to, to go through a manifestation event and then to write down the emotion, what you think the limiting belief is, and then to process that limiting belief by proving it's false. And you do it for seven days. And it's an amazing what just that little bit of work will do. Plus, it comes with two free meditations, and this is all free. So if you want that course, uh, please join us at the Friends of Joshua Facebook group, and I'll have it there for you to download for free. Uh, otherwise, um, keep listening to this podcast, and of course, listen to Joshua Live. Joshua Live is where I'm channeling Joshua directly to Arnaud and a whole bunch of other people. 
And uh, so I hope everyone out there is doing well. Don't be in too much fear. Think about this as a, you know, as a going into a cocoon and coming out the butterfly like Arno has and seeing everything from a huge, you know, greatly different perspective. Imagine the perspective of the whatever caterpillar on the ground there or in the tree and then the perspective of the butterfly, much higher perspective. So I hope you're all doing well. Enjoy your time off. Think about what's important to you and we'll see you next time. Thanks for being here, Arno. Say goodbye to everyone. Thank you, Gary. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you would like to support this show, the best thing you can do is subscribe, uh, especially on iTunes. Also, leave your comments and leave your ratings. And that will help us grow this community of people who are interested in law of attraction and the uh, mechanism of physical reality. It'll be cool to spread the word even further. And you can help out by subscribing, leaving your comments, and rating the show. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Remember, you are loved more than you can imagine, by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next week.